Hey, I know you're probably driving or running or cleaning the house or doing something else when you're listening to this, but look, if you're a B2B marketer and you need to start generating revenue from your marketing, then you have to check out our 12-week program, the B2B Incubator. It's built for small in-house B2B marketing teams with limited time and budget. We give you the strategy, the templates, and the tools to start driving revenue, not just leads. So if you're ready to act on all the advice Kevin and I give you, next time you take that first sip of coffee in the morning, make sure you head to the b2bincubator.com and apply now. There's only 10 spots available per cohort with our next one launching in February 2024. Remember, the b2bincubator.com. Apply now so you don't miss out. We've had B2B marketing managers, CMOs, marketers in demand journal roles, and content leads and more all go through this program and they're currently executing the demand strategy that they created in it. Again, make sure you check out the b2bincubator.com and apply now to start driving more demand and more revenue for your brand. Okay, let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to the B2B Playbook Podcast. Each week we discuss strategies and tactics to help B2B businesses grow online. We're your hosts, Kevin and George, a couple of digital marketing professionals. We've waded through the noise and made the mistakes so you don't have to. The B2B world has changed and you need to put your customers at the heart of your marketing. We'll cover how you can use our framework, the five Bs, to create a brand that customers are ready to buy from, love and advocate for. We'll get insights from successful people in the industry and cover the latest trends to keep you on the cutting edge of the B2B world. If you're interested in B2B marketing strategies and tactics that work, then this podcast is for you. Subscribe to get the latest from the B2B playbook first. Remember, successful B2B marketing starts with the buyer. Welcome back to the B2B playbook, Kevin. This week's interview is with Senior Social Media and Community Manager at Chili Piper, Merioli Arias. Now, Chili Piper is a B2B SaaS business. I'm a huge fan of theirs. Their core product is an advanced scheduling platform that makes more meetings happen. And Kev, Merioli is part of the team that makes their amazing growth in social happen. George, it was such a great conversation. What really struck me was how humble she is. Despite hating being called an expert, she certainly is one. With a great B2C experience, natural talents, and hard work, she really instinctively got a lot of the fundamentals and how-tos in the B2B marketing game. And you can see that coming through in the example she gave us. She was very generous with her time and in sharing some of the things she learned along the way on how to build an amazing community and feedback loop around the Chili Piper brand and business. Kevin, what really stuck out to me during the interview was really Merioli's approach to building brand personality and the way she'd incorporate the values of the brand, the tone that you would then use to convey that brand, and of course, the content pillars around it to make sure that you had good, helpful content for people to gather around. I think some of the great talking points include don't talk about yourself, talk about the industry in general and how you add to that space. And around this idea of creating conversations and not creating a monologue, actually listening to your audience and having a two-way conversation. It's a lot of B2C approach that would stand out and work in a B2B environment as well. And using that conversation to improve then her content and add value to serve your audience, a lot of the things that we talk about this season and be helpful. And she made a really great point. The more organic this conversation is, the better. 
And I think, Kev, the way that she made everything so organic is she actually took the time to meet and talk with the people who are discussing your brand or not even ready to discuss your brand, but in your sphere of influence. She looked at who are the influencers and leaders in the industry that Chili Pipe is in, and then she looked to them as a great insight source. Yeah, and then it's all about empowering your internal team to help you scale that helpful content. She took us through in the episode, and we won't spoil everything for the episode, but she took us through a very nice process of getting your internal teams buy-in and getting them invested in producing that content with you. The last point in that journey is about consistency. Uh, She also mentioned that consistency is the most important thing, as we often say when it comes to producing content. Sometimes your internal experts just need some encouragement. So she also spoke about this idea of being a cheerleader for your content creators and experts over time. Kev, she also shared with our listeners, you know, as a community manager and social media manager, what metrics you should be tracking for success. Some of those were followers, engagement, impressions uh, to show that your content is resonating with people. Also really importantly, Kevin, that qualitative data that we always discuss, you know, comments, people DMing you and so on. Yeah, but at the end of the day, I like how she brought it back to injecting personality and making the brand feel like a person. This really helps with that engagement piece that leads to social growth. And that personality should then align with your company values so that it's all tied together. I loved her sign off, Kevin. Remember to be human, even in the B2B world. You know, there's just people out there on the other side. Don't be boring. You know, B2B can be a little bit boring. So be human, don't be boring. And they're two of the really key pieces of advice that Merioli left us with. Yeah, and as you said, it's good for everyone in the B2B industry. All right, George, let's kick into the interview for our listeners. Welcome back to the B2B Playbook. Today, Kevin, I'm so excited. We have an awesome guest. I've wanted to have her on for a long, long time. We are joined by Senior Social Media and Community Manager at Chili Piper, Merioli Arias. Merioli works at Chili Piper, which is an advanced scheduling platform that makes more meetings happen. Chili Piper is one of my favorite companies, and I mention it all the time on this podcast. I talk to you about it all the time, Kevin. They embody our mantra of be helpful. And I think personally have the strongest and most likable personalities of any of the businesses out there. Merioli is the one who makes the chili as spicy as it is, and she's helped the company get over 1 million organic impressions just in the month of February. And more importantly, she's helped craft a brand that its customers love and trust. We've brought her in today to dig into how she's done it. Merioli, thank you so much for coming on the B2B Playbook. It's awesome to have you here. Thank you for having me, guys. I'm very glad to be here with you. Awesome. Well, we love having you here. We love what you've done with your hair too. You said that you've dyed it just in the Chili Piper colors as well. You're all in on the Chili Piper brand. Of course. (laughs) It's fantastic. For the sake of the brand. (laughs) It was a purpose. Yes, that's right. For the sake of the brand and possibly now it's a tax deduction. That's wonderful. And Merioli, I'd like to start with just some of what you and the Chili Piper team have achieved as a result of your organic work in socials. We mentioned in that introduction that you and the Chili Piper team got over a million organic impressions over February. And I've pulled these numbers from the last time you shared them in February. We're now at the end of March. But just to highlight some of those numbers again, 
You've had over 1 million organic impressions over February. You also added 11,000 followers to your combined networks, had over 500,000 video views across your channels, and you tripled the traffic to your website. Now, some might say these are just numbers, but Medioli, what does that actually mean for the business? We believe that the way B2B uh, purchases are happening now is in the dark funnel. So we really believe that people uh, gather their information from many, many places before they actually go and buy. So what I think the role of social media on this, I think is very crucial. I would say that um, it touches almost every, probably every purchase, uh, uh, every customer that we get in the company. So uh, I would say it's very important for them. It's just numbers, like you said, but I would say the influence is bigger on the, on the business side. Yeah. Absolutely. Like if I were to elaborate, we get like many SDRs come to me and they say like, hey, I was like talking to this person and they spent like 20 minutes in our call talking about our social media or many other things. You know, I find people recommending Chili Piper just organically. It's not like we paid anything. We have like huge influencers talking about us and we are not paying them anything to do that. So uh, I think it's very valuable what we've created. and. You know, you said I'm the one behind, but there's like a whole team that is amazing. It starts with the community team at Chili Piper and it goes to everyone in the company. That's the truth. And it's like a whole, it takes a village, you know, really. Uh, But we're very happy with the results that we've had in the last two months. And we are willing to keep going. That's awesome. Look, you mentioned community there and how it takes a village, but Before we dig into exactly how you've created and helped play a big role in creating this incredible community over at Chili Piper, I want to hear more about you and how you got your community management superpowers. How did you get so good at this? Like you, when we've spoken before, you told me you started off in the B2C world, but I would love to hear from you how you think you got your superpowers. I don't know about superpowers, but I think that the biggest thing is that I truly love what I do. I started out, um, I fell in love with storytelling when I was very little. I used to write a lot poetry and create stories. And then when I became an adult and I had to go to college or university, I was like, what am I going to study? And I went for journalism of all things. Um, when I went there, I understood that I loved storytelling. And I started, you know, as a journalist talking about facts, what journalists are supposed to do. But then I realized that if I wanted to be a successful um, journalist, I had to have an audience, especially in digital times. So when, when I was working for this like very traditional newspaper, I was like, we need to create like a presence in social media. And that's how my love with social media kind of started. I was in charge because I was like the intern who came to the editor and said like hey we should do this and they, and they were like okay just use your time for something useful whatever we don't care do whatever you want to do as long as you don't ask for money and so i started like the social media there and then i fell in love with it i realized that i actually love more like connecting with people on these social platforms than you know even writing the articles that i was writing so as a natural step for me that I'm Venezuelan and we, ever since we're very little, we're talk like, you have to go and get higher education. You have to do this, blah, 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 the traditional way. I was two years 
after I graduated, I was like, I want to take a master's degree on digital marketing because I feel like I would love that even more. And I did. <laughs> then I, after I finished this master's degree, I started um, working for an agency. And they were very focused on the hospitality group. And I had like amazing years at that agency, uh, creating many, many brands, practicing a lot, like making a lot of mistakes. But we had like over 20 brands with more than 50,000 followers on Instagram and Facebook. And we had like very successful brands. And after that, you know, when I spend like a lot of time doing this, it gets a little boring when you are creative, like when you don't have like that big challenge, when you already know the entire playbook. Uh, it's like, oh, you know, like maybe I should try something else because I want to keep learning and I want to keep evolving. So at the time I was like, e-commerce was like the big thing that I didn't understand or I didn't know anything about that. And I started like doing paid media. And then I worked for a little e-commerce like um, store and I learned a lot there. Then I learned like, oh, maybe I don't love this as much. I learned what I learned, but I continue. Then I tried another industry it was the retail industry. I did pretty well there too. I loved it. Um, but then last year I started working for Chili Piper. And it was when I actually reconnected with what I love the most, which is storytelling. Like, Besides like paid media, ads or whatever, what I love the most is being able to tell the story, being the one who's writing the post, being the ones who's interacting with the community. And that's what I love the most. And I think that that, that would uh, summarize how I got here. So it sounds like it's a whole lot of practice, really. And I mean, you've worked a lot in the B2C world, too. It definitely takes a lot of um, testing things, failing, learning for, from, from those, you know, failures and then up, like, like create the better product you can create, like when it, well, the better content that like you can create. Yes, it's a lot of failure. It I, wasn't I, I'm overnight. Sure. <laughs> I'm sure. And then, I mean, not to mention that B2C is typically, and B2B is heading this way, I believe, but a lot more commoditized. And so there's a lot, it's a lot more competitive, which means that in order to survive as a brand, you have to stand out. And you were probably forced to develop those skills being in the B2C world um, faster than if you were in the B2B world. And we need more people like you in the B2B world. We need more storytelling. And you said that you created 15, 20 different brands, personalities in your time in B2C. How important is it for your brand to have a personality? And then how do you even decide what that is? Were they all this uh, sassy, <laughs> sassy personality that you've created for Chili Piper? Did they all have their own separate personalities? How do you craft that? Where does that come from? I don't think they did. I had like a hotel that was very fancy. I never did anything like what I do with Chili Piper. I think that uh, when creating a brand, the first thing you got to really take into account is the company's values. When you have those clear, uh, then you can do basically whatever within those guidelines. And the thing at Chili Piper particularly is that we have such a such great like company values, like help being innovative and then have fun. Imagine how can I not like be having fun as a social media manager if those are like my North Star. 
Then after that, after you decide how you're going to talk, like your tone, the way you're going to be, like more like create a personality for the brand, then you go about the topics that you're going to be talking about. And then I go to content pillars, which is decide what are the topics that might be interesting for this personality, and then go and create content around those topics. I would say those are like the three main things, like first values, second decided deciding the tone and then third it would be um like having content pillars how did you gather um the information that you needed to know what content to create what content would be appealing to your ideal customers at chili piper i mean having it very clear when it comes to your customer like taking into account the icp what these communities are talking about like doing some research of for example in our case we we look at what people in sales are talking about like what people in marketing are talking about what are their fears what are their concerns how can we connect with them because you know it would be very and that's a very conscious decision at chili piper and what differentiate us from other b2b brands is that we are not in these social platforms to talk about ourselves we prefer to talk about things in general and then if we can talk a little bit about how we are adding to that you know, general picture, that's okay. But that's the thing. We want to insert ourselves in these conversations. Uh, not only talk about, hey, here's our product. This is what we can do, blah, blah, blah. No, we want to create conversations. And I think that's w- exactly where we are different from many others. And I think like you just said like a couple minutes ago that it's something very B2C because there's so much competition that you needed to be in the conversation and then to stand out, you just create great content. Like you, you add really, I, I hate the valuable content then, but you, add, you really add value. You are really serving your audience. So yeah, like go in and do some research and understand who you are talking to. I mean, I just want to take it one step further and say with you guys, it isn't just creating that valuable content. It seems like everything you do is designed to create a two-way conversation as well. And perhaps can you talk a little bit more about that, about perhaps uh, if that is intentional from your end in trying to create a two-way conversation? And then if so, how do you use that information that you get back from your dream customers in that conversation? Obviously. I mean, yeah, the, the, the worst thing we think we can do in social is like go and have a monologue we don't want to have a monologue we want to create conversations we want to give people the opportunity to talk back and to tell us about what they want from us or what they think about a certain topic and the way we leverage this the way we use this is obviously to in general to improve we keep improving the way we talk to people and even our products and yeah just like be there. I, I think one of the biggest uh, goals of a social media presence is not only to talk at people, but also listen to them. So when you go and listen to your audience, you can create a better product. You can create a better process for support. You can, you know, so many things that you can learn from people. But uh, I think that the biggest sin of a social media manager would be just, this is what I'm going to say. I don't care what they say to me. Okay. I have a question for you, Medioli. We've spoken quite a few times before. And I keep asking you if you ever get any sleep because I don't understand how you're doing what you do at Chili Piper at scale. 
Can you share how you're managing to be everywhere all at once? I mean, you responded to uh, Kevin and I's request for an unofficial sponsor for the B2B playbook. Um, thanks to FedEx, you know, the package arrived three weeks later. But I have no doubt that you jumped on straight away and emailed that thing, sorry, and mailed that package to us straight away. How are you going around and being helpful at scale? How are you doing that? I think that, you know, the big thing for me is I go back against the same. I have fun doing this. I, you know, sometimes even my manager is like, go to sleep. And I'm like, but I'm having fun. <laughs> it's just like, and he is very concerned because, you know, at Chili Piper, we're all about, uh, you know, having a very healthy work-life balance. And I really do have those two. I, I, I have the freedom to work whenever I want. I have all the flexibility. And I just, I love doing what I, what I do. And, and yeah, I love being there. I love when people are so excited about the brand and I can be part of these conversations. Like I said before, um, that's what I love the most, like getting to interact with people. And, and it's very special to me when, when someone says like, hey, I love so Chili's social media, like Chili Piper social media. It's, it's like, it's the best. It's the best compliment. So yeah, I do sleep. I do sleep a lot, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> like eight to nine hours. Oh, but that's great. Yeah, I love what I do. Yeah, I told you. <laughs> okay, so what I'm hearing you say then is there really is no tools or tech that you can use to help you scale do what you're doing it just has to be genuine really one-to-one one-to-few conversations um i always see some people at refine labs say you know community is built one person at a time has that been your experience yes i mean you of course you can relate um on on tech uh you can help like scheduling content like uh for research social listening so many great things that so many great tools that are out there but yeah when it comes to like uh getting people actually to engage i think it has to be a one-on-one conversation yeah i i think the organic uh the more organic it is the better and as part of that one-to-one i've noticed that chili piper have started a sort of like ambassadors program and that seems to get a lot of buy-in from quite a lot of influential people in the b2b space how important has that been to you guys and where did that idea come from? It came from, I think it came from uh, probably our director of community. Uh, but we've been working with, we added to our team uh, customer marketers and they've been having so many great ideas, including what you're talking about, the, the CAP, the Customer Advisory Board. And yeah, it's just like, like I said, there's a lot of hype around Chili Piper. So there are a lot of people talking about us organically. And when we noticed that, we decided, hey, we want these people to get together and give us their feedback about Chili Piper, how we can be better. And we are having all these meetings with these people and getting great results. Honestly, that's, that, like I said, it's, we want to be helpful and we want to be better every day. So we keep testing new ways to actually listening to the audience. So what role are these partners playing for you guys? Are they helping foster a larger community? Are they helping you with your reach? You said that they're helping give you feedback on your product. Uh, what, what, are, what do you think are the most important ways that they're, they're assisting with this uh, Chili Piper journey? I think in general, it's just something great that we get all these thought leaders 
on a, on a chat room or whatever, on a video call like this. And they give us their feedback, what they think of the industry, where, where it's going, what they think of our product, what they've heard about us. It's just like, um, it's just like a, a great way to listen to the audience. Like I, like I just said, like if there's like these influential people have all these followers and they keep like hearing all these conversations on their own platforms, then they take it to when we talk about what we want to do and we discuss it. And it's just great. We're, we're getting great feedback from them and getting better because we have this new new tool that we are using to improve. To go back uh, from external partners, now back internally into the business, there's a lot of employees at Chili Piper that post on LinkedIn. Uh, I mean, I'm sure that helps fuel the growth of your brand. Some are writing songs and playing guitar about booking meetings. Uh, you know, others are running a podcast. It seems like you have a never-ending... <clears throat> It seems as if you have a never-ending list of things to post about and share with your community. How do you get that buy-in? How do you get all the employees of the business to get that feeling that they want to do that and put themselves out there like that? Because, I mean, that's a little bit scary, you know, picking up your guitar and playing to a whole lot of colleagues and peers and chucking it on the internet. How do you foster a community like that within the business? I think, number one, I'm very lucky that I landed a job in a company with such great culture. Uh, I think the main thing is that these people in the company understand the importance of social media. And once they know that and what social media can do for their own personal brand and their own, you know, like, uh, can benefit their jobs, they are willing to do these things. That's like the, the, the biggest thing. Then knowing that I had this amazing asset, in the company, then go and create processes that are gonna encourage this type of content creation. Because I've said this a million times, because this is like one of the questions I get the most. It's like, how do you make them post about Chili Piper? It's so hard for another social media managers. And it's the truth is I'm not making anyone do anything. I'm just, I try to give them as much feedback as, as I can and I give them the tools and the encouragement to do things. Like uh, I, I make sure that if some, someone on our sales team is posting something really cool, I repost, I, I like, I comment. Um, and and they, they get very, very excited when they see that there's a company that actually backs them, you know, to do all these things. And we're very happy and proud that some of them want to sing and write poems and do all these crazy things on social media. So to summarize, I guess I'm just a very, very lucky social media manager. And then I'm surrounded by great people. Well, it sounds like you're taking a lot of that feedback that you're getting and you're leveraging the existing audience that you have at Chili Piper to fuel I guess their own growth too as individuals, which probably completes that feedback loop for them, encourages them to do that more and more, um, which I guess is probably something that our listeners can take away from this, Kevin, if they're struggling to get their internal experts, subject matter experts to share information on LinkedIn or whatever platform it is that your dream customers are. It sounds like completing that loop and backing them is a really important part of the puzzle. Mediola, you, you, you mentioned um, processes and that's something that you use to try and encourage people to keep creating. Are you able to share anything more about that? Uh, perhaps something that our listeners could take away from this as to what those processes look like? Oh, I guess 
actually what we do is actively listening to people who want who want to create content and then i usually have like meetings with them and i talk to them about you know maybe my best practices and all that and then like you said there's this loop of we encouraging them to create their content and and like sourcing feedback because you know when you like on linkedin it, it shows on on everyone's profile if they're following our company account and they know we liked we comment on something and, and then they get that encouragement but uh as of if i have like a program created for them to do that no yet but um yeah what, what i do is basically that if there's someone who approaches me and says hey what can i do i want to be better at linkedin i just have a meeting with them and i talk to them about well, he, this is what you can do. This is what I think. You know, I'm, I'm a social media manager, but I'm not an expert. But um, I, I hate when people say, like, she's a social media expert. Um, I'm, I'm a social media apprentice. And, uh, and I just tell them, like, this is what's worked for me. I think this could work for you, too. And this is what I see on LinkedIn that is working for other people. Uh, maybe similar people to, to for example, if it's an SDR, I, I, I would point at other influencers or things like that. But yeah, like mainly like I help them get the motivation to do it. And most people, everyone, I mean, not most people, everyone has something to say. And basically what I do in this kind of discovery calls is like, hey, you, you can talk about all these amazing topics. I mean, I, I feel like I said, most of it but yeah basically not we don't have like a like i said we are planning on doing it on the future like a more i'm working on it a more more like complete process but what i do is i talk to them i have like this call with them and then we go and try to find those things that are topics that are interesting for them that they want to discuss on their social media and then how they can relate that to what they do and their strategy on social media and I think that the biggest winner when it comes to creating content in social media, any social media, is consistency, you know? And that's the hardest part of the beginning. Like, how to stay motivated to keep posting every day or every two days or whatever. So I just, I guess I just act uh, as a cheerleader, like, hey, you can do it, you know? Like, you can ask me anytime, and, and that's just great. But, you know, this is like for people who approaches me like nowadays. But when I got to the company, there were already like great people creating great content in the, in the company and, and who have like big brands on their, their own social media presence is big. So maybe I should be learning from them, too. And that's what I tell everyone, like, hey, we could ask this person, you know, they could tell us this. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> and yeah. look, everyone, everyone needs a cheerleader. It, it really helps. Kevin is my cheerleader. Uh, he's not the cheeriest of cheerleaders, but I can tell. I can tell that he, he likes what's going on. He, he likes he likes what I'm saying generally on LinkedIn. And that's enough for me. See that little smile there? That's fine. That's all I need. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's really we everyone needs one. And everyone yeah. needs one. No, I think that's so awesome that you jump on these one-on-one -on -one chats and you help the other employees find out what it is that actually interests them because they're not going to keep posting, they're not going to stick to it, they're not going to be consistent unless they're doing it with something that interests them. And it sounds like you help them tease out what that is. And then it seems like you also I don't know if you're helping them do this or they just do it naturally. They're really bringing their own interests and personalities into it as well. 
yeah, entirely. They do their own content. I, I don't write posts for, um, for anyone. I would be crazy if I had to write <laughs> to 200 employees, you know? Um, but basically, yeah, I, I get on these calls and, and it's more about, you know, those doubts at the beginning are very much like, hey, what can I write about the company? What I can't write? Uh, about the company, those things that are really not a, you know, not a problem at Chili Piper, but they don't have to know it. You know, like, we, we don't really have, like, topics where you cannot talk about this. Of course, the basic stuff, like, you cannot, you know, we cannot associate with someone whose values are against whatever we believe, everything we believe in. Like, uh, but, you know, from then on, you can do whatever. You can write about, you know, I, we have Pipers writing about their movies and even about their their passions that are not related to um to chili piper and we have others whose passions align with us like uh we have a big influencer uh he's like one of the top voices linkedin's top voice uh, when it comes to remote work and you know we're doing like we were actually using that passion that he has to create more content for chili piper with him and that's awesome and like when you find that perfect formula of what the employee uh, likes to talk about and feels passionate about and then the type of content that actually aligns with their brand that's like the perfect you know like the the formula for like perfect content and yeah it's just like well I'm, I'm Latin so I'm very passionate about things in general but when I found that when I find out it's like hey this is just like super perfect and yeah I, I try to, to discover what those are and then, you know, being like, like I said, mostly a cheerleader, like, hey, you can do it. Like, you know, everyone has something to say. I, I strongly believe in that. And as long as you respect everyone else, then you can write about whatever. And consistency is just the key on this. Consistency is everything. Uh, but I've also noticed being the social media champion um, for the B2B playbook is there are a set of really core skills that I think go into posting content every day. And something that I wish I learned more about earlier was like copywriting, because you can have all the expert knowledge in the world, but if you're not putting it in a way that grabs people's attention, and if it's not crafted in a way that makes them want to come back and read more, then unfortunately that content can fall deaf on, I guess, your audience. Do you guys have any kind of internal training programs for, for people who do want to get involved? How about not yet? Not yet. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I try to give them like some tips, but uh, no, we don't have a program. And yeah, I agree. It's, it's very important to know how to write things. But I, what, what I think is that it's most important is actually know what you want to talk about. And I think when it comes to personal brand, it's even less important the way you write things. and more about try to write the way you would tell a story in person. Like that's even more interesting. When I see personal brands and there's someone like, maybe, you know, we studied all these copywriting structures and formulas, but then you, you find someone who's out of that box and you see like, hey, but that's great. You know, like they can keep you like, when you have that friend who's great at telling stories, that's like the big thing. Like keeping people on their toes and interested in what you're saying from beginning to end, that's hard, I know. But it takes practice and, and yeah. I, I don't think practice leads to perfection, but it leads to progress. And that's just the best thing you can have, right? 
Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think we've got a lot into the, the craft of what goes in behind a brand. And now I want to dig into more about how do you keep track and measure community growth? Is there a set of metrics that you're responsible for, you're tied to, and are there any metrics that you find more useful to focus on than others when it comes to community growth? Yes. When it comes to social media growth, it, of course, is very important to take uh, a look uh, into your followers because that tells you that you are creating content that's bringing other people. But I also am a firm believer of you have to serve the audience you already have. It doesn't matter what platform you were talking about. It's TikTok, it's Instagram, it's LinkedIn. You have to serve the audience you already have because what you really want is people to really relate to your content. Not only get them to follow you, but stay. And being like, not only stay, but be happy on that marriage. You know, you have to create content to keep them happy. And I think when you do that, uh, when you go to LinkedIn and you create the content that people are happy with, then that leads to likes and comments and, and, and even in conversations with their friends, they're saying like, hey, I follow Chili Piper, you know, I really like this and that. And yeah, I think that by having the audience you have engaged is how you get places. And in that sense, what you asked, the metrics, like followers and impressions are really important. And of course, engage, engagement. That, that, that's like for any platform we are in, that's those three are like the three things I really look into. Engagement likes, makes a lot of sense. As you said, engagement is an indicator of that happy marriage between the dream customer and the Chili Piper brand. So I think that makes a lot of sense to track that. Are there any particular engagement metrics that you look at? Um, I mean, you noted, I guess, in that February sort of report that you released, just how many video views that you guys got. Uh, I'm guessing that in addition to that, you probably look at, you know, the percentage of the video viewed as well. Yeah, we take a look into our video views and yes, uh, how much of those videos were actually watched. But uh, another metric that is related to engagement, I would say, and I paid a lot of attention to, is when we are mentioned somewhere else, it means so when someone takes a space on their own social media to talk about Chili Piper, that's very valuable to us. So I take, I well, sometimes I do this manually, which is I take a look into what people said on their on platforms about us and then i take a, a really close look, look to our comments for me it's very important when someone not only clicks on like or love on on linkedin but also when they take the time to actually go and comment that's very valuable to me so comments are very important and i think you can see it because if you take a look into some other b2b companies you might see that they don't have as many comments that is not normal that you get all these comments that we sometimes get in our in our in our post, and it's very important to us. And the way we've gotten here, obviously, is by the same kind of kind of the same process we use with employees is like encouraging people, like asking questions, but also replying because it's very rude when you ask a question, you 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 go and leave a CTA. And then you don't reply. It's just like, hey, am I talking to the wall? No, there's like there's a brand here who wants to talk to you. I think a big reason that people engage so much with Chili Piper is the personality that you've injected into it. Now, when I see Chili Piper, the brand posting, I think of you 
because I think that, like, and I don't know if the two of you are that similar at all, but to me, I just feel like it's a person. And that's why I'm encouraged to reply to comment because I feel like I'm talking to a person. Yeah, I think well, that's beautiful what you just said. But thank God we have this recorded. <laughs> um, I might play it on a meeting with my mom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I think, yes, there's a lot of my personality in Chili Piper, but also there are other ways where Chili Piper is kind of different. And, and here's where it's very fun to be a social media manager manager because you get to be like a like an actor yeah. or something you go like hey how would chili piper reply to this and yeah i think i brought chili piper like being a little spicy uh, fun and 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 this cheerleader per- cheerleader personality that i actually have i'm like that with my friends and everyone around and i just feel like it's very it's easier to be positive about this and spread like kindness and all those beautiful things instead of Buttons. you know i never engage in like in, in a like a comment that's not like full of positivity like i i that's not the way i approach social media and yeah answering to your question maybe yeah there's a little bit of me uh but there are like like i said those values that are very important to to me as a social media manager and i take into account in every action i take uh when i'm talking as chili viper I love that idea that you get to basically be an actor and you get to you method acting, really. You are becoming Chili Piper for, for that day. And I think that's so cool. And I think you do it really consistently. And look, you've sold me. You've definitely sold me. I can see you've sold a whole lot of others. You guys crossed that, what, 25,000 follower mark. I saw, you know, you, you took the effort to go and send out uh, a package to your 25,000th follower which is really great. And everything you do just seems to foster such a great sense of two-way community. And it seems like nothing is too much for you guys. And um, I think that's something that our listeners can uh, can take away from this. Um, Medioli, we have a lot of B2B marketers listening to this podcast and they're all trying to get a community forming around their content what is one thing that you wish you knew about community management a year ago that might help them? Mm, well, a year ago, I wasn't even in B2B. So I think that the, the main thing that you can take into account if you've been immersed in this B2B world for a long time is remember to be human. I always take it back to this. Like this one-on-one human approach, it really works because we... we we, I think we make the mistake of thinking that because we sell to companies, we need to talk to companies. And you can't talk to a company. You, you can't talk to a human behind a company. So I think that's something that, um, that it took me a while to learn when I arrived to B2B. But yeah, that's something I definitely wish I knew before. Like, you just have to try to make it human. And that's just the best way. So at the end of the day, we're still dealing with people, um, you know, on the B2C side, on the B2C side, you're dealing with that one-to-one relationship and that's exactly the same thing with B2B, isn't it? And I think we tend to forget that you're absolutely right. We tend to forget that they're just people on the other side and we just need to engage with them like people, create trust with them. And the way you do that is by being helpful and likable. And I think you've done an absolutely wonderful job at that. 
I love this podcast. <laughs> yeah, look, it might seem very complimentary, but um, Kevin will know I've been, you know, fanboying over uh, Chili Piper for some time and it's been such a pleasure having you on. Is there anything else that you'd like to add to the conversation? Anything I haven't asked that you think would be really useful for our B2B marketing audience? Uh, B2B marketers listening, please don't be boring. We are here to make it fun and we are willing to have others doing it like in a fun way because we think that's going to be better for the industry in general. Like, don't be afraid and go walking like a, you don't be a walking brochure. And remember, again, you are talking to people. Be human. Be human. There's so much opportunity, isn't there? I mean, you're in a sea of boring businesses. You have the uh, the opportunity to make a splash there. Everyone in B2C is already trying to be interesting. There's very few people trying to do it in B2B. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for your time. You are uh, incredibly humble. You absolutely are an expert. <laughs> I would never, ever call you a- an amateur in training. You're absolutely an expert. We love what you're doing. We encourage all of our listeners to go and follow you. Medioli Arias, um, we'll put the spelling in there um, because just like my name, people probably find a little bit hard to spell. It's probably my pronunciation that's messing it up a little bit. And we'll also get people to follow Chili Piper on LinkedIn. And what other channels is Chili Piper on? You're on TikTok. What else are you on? Yes. We're on TikTok, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, listeners, please go and give them a follow. Thank you again for your time. Thank you guys for having me. It was a pleasure. Cheers. Thanks, Kev. Thanks for coming on. Wow, Kev, what an amazing conversation with Melioli. I mean, so much of it comes down to being really good at building that feedback loop and processes as well for encouraging internal experts to contribute to that amazing, helpful content. And of course, as she says, be that cheerleader. Yeah, it's great to get that insight into getting experts on board once again. She's really giving value-based guidelines, but the freedom for experts to put their own passions and personality into the content. That's truly empowering. George, for me, her energy and passion is amazing and clear to hear, even on audio for our listeners. I was in awe and so absorbed the whole time, I forgot to ask any questions. Oh, Kevin, I could often take your lead and probably just listen a little more, but yes, otherwise we would have had complete silence. So (laughs) I had to ask a couple of questions there to keep us moving. Chili Piper, just an awesome example. And Medioli gave us so much insight into building that helpful content by leveraging the internal and external community that she's been creating, internal at Chili Piper and external to Chili Piper. And in the end, it's all just about being helpful. It's exactly what we talk about all this season on this podcast and serving your audience, whether that's helping your own team or helping your intended audience. And again, her lovely sign-off, you need to remember that even in B2B, we're talking to humans. So be human in doing B2B marketing. And as part of that, It means that you shouldn't be boring. You should try and be fun because that is going to be better for all of us in the B2B industry. That's it, Kev. Don't be boring. Listeners, you can find links to everything we discussed in the show notes as always. We're so grateful that each week more and more marketers are tuning in every Monday morning. And if we can ask one thing, it would be to please leave us a short review on whatever platform it is you listen on. It's always a huge help to us and we'd really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Take care and see you next week. See you next week, listeners. 
A quick note before you go, listeners, you can find more great content and get in touch with us at theb2bplaybook.com. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and our newsletter while you're there to get the latest news, tips, and resources from our playbook. We'll be back the same day and same time with another episode next week. Thanks for tuning in to the B2B Playbook. Remember, successful B2B marketing starts with the buyer.